Hey guys, and welcome to the Peaks and Valleys podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Coggins, and I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle Ridgely. In this podcast, we talk about coffee, culture, and mental health. Thanks for joining, and we hope you enjoy this episode. What is up, Peaks and Valleys fam, and welcome to another episode of the Peaks and Valleys podcast, where we talk coffee, culture, and mental health. I'm your host, Jonathan Coggins, and I'm joined by my co-host, the one and only Kyle Ridgely. What's up? Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about um, self-care, what that looks like, um, the lie that culture has sold us on what self-care is, um, some practical things of what self-care is, how hustle culture really ties into that of um, just going and busyness and um, what self-care actually is in slowing down and resting, caring for our emotional and mental well-being, caring for our souls, and uh, yeah, just have a conversation about that. One thing I, I do want to say when we hear the word self-care, I think we need to differentiate between, especially as Christ followers, differentiate between what is self-preservation and self-care. Um, because I think when we think self-care, or we hear the word self-care, there, there's such a cultural ideology around it that we... Our mind can go to self-preservation, preserving self sometimes. When we know as Jesus followers, there, there's not, there's no, there's no room for self-preservation. Self-care, self-care. Some some lies that culture tells us what self-care is, and, and how you know this idea of going and, and buying and hustle culture kind of ties in with that. Like some some things that I think of when I hear the cultural definition of self care, one of the biggest things that comes to mind is tied to consumerism is retail therapy. So go and spend and buy, treat yourself kind of mentality, and you know especially for example, college students, younger adults that um, are growing up with, you know mounds of student debt, growing up in a culture that says self-care is going and dropping a lot of cash on something to make yourself feel better, going to more debt to make yourself feel better, spend money that you may not have to feel better. And I think that's just really dangerous in um, kind of thinking about it. And so, and then, and then there's this idea of Hustle culture. Throw yourself into your work. Um, you look at this other guy that's hustling, um, and that—that's just you know the popular word. Um, and and so we we buy this buy this idea of consuming ourselves with our project we're working on, um, with our work. And so when we do try to do good self care, slow down rest, be in community, it's really hard because our mind is on our project, we've thrown ourselves completely into this, we're constantly thinking about the next thing we have to do, 
and so it's hard to slow down. It's hard to rest. And and when I look at kind of the, the, the cadence that Jesus calls us to walk in is not a hustle kind of cadence or, or posture, but slowing down, um, taking your time, um, because the work's going to get done. Um, it, it's it's going to get done. It, it's whether whether we throw ourselves into it or not, the work is going to get done. Um, we don't have to hustle. We can take our time. Yes, there's deadlines. Yes, there's obligations that we have. Um, but we have to separate, f- differentiate between obligation and, and the work we have. Throwing ourselves into it. Consuming our lives with it. Hustling um, to get things done. Um, you know, and, and it has a lot to do with comparison. This guy's doing this. He's accomplished this. This person's done this. This person owns this business and has, you know, this amount of cars or this much money. It goes back to the consumerism, um, having things. And so all these things kind of mingle culturally together and intertwine. And, and again, like I said, it's just a really dangerous and, and thwarted view of what self-care actually is. Um, really slowing down, um, really resting, um, doing things that you enjoy. Um, for for me personally, like one thing that like self-care looks like for me, um, we are lucky to live in Western North Carolina, the mountains, um, beautiful, beautiful place, um, hiking trails all over the place. And so self-care for me looks like going out in the woods with my dog on a hike, taking my journal, um, and just, just taking a good, nice four hours um, and, and really taking in creation and nature, um, resting along the way, sitting and journaling my thoughts and um, as, as God speaks to me and as I you know just observe creation and its beauty around me, I really get a chance to slow down, do something I enjoy, being out in nature and hiking, and that's just rest for my soul, um, especially when I, I'm I'm feeling anxious or nervous or unsure about some things in my life. Um, really slowing down, like I said, which is what self care is: um, caring for that anxious part of myself, um, caring for my soul that is noisy. Um, slowing down and resting and um, getting out in nature, get out in creation. Um, Kyle, what are what are your thoughts on um, self care? You know, I've you know I've hit on that self care, slowing down, resting, really caring for your mental, emotional well being. Like, what are what are your kind of thoughts and kind of encouragements you could could give to people about self care? Hmm. Well, I think first of all, when we think about the term self-care, a lot of times we think about, okay, I need to slow down. Um, I need to pause. I need to reflect. Um, I really need to reevaluate some things. Um, Because there's a point when we get to this place um, where we have these crazy, chaotic lives, we're busy, um, you know, our culture uh, just calls out in us this idea of multitasking or omnitasking and our brains were never meant to 
multitask, or for that matter, omnitask, uh, multiple tasks at once, um, and we get to a point where we get overwhelmed. We get, uh, there's a lot of heaviness, uh, there's a lot of confusion, uh, there's a, just a lot of unrest in our souls, and so how do we mitigate that? How do we get to a place where uh, we can say, okay, something's got to give. What is the best way to do that? Well, it's not a one-size-fits-all kind of model. It's not a one-size-fits-all uh, kind of situation or what have you. It is It is what best fits you, your personality, uh, the things you like, the things you dislike, um, what what best brings you to a place of pause. Um, so when we think about that, and, and for my life personally, I am just a, I, my natural lean is perfectionism. And so when all these things are going on, I feel like everything has to be perfect. And in the midst of that, doing all these things, all these tasks, uh, meeting the schedule, going to this appointment, going to that appointment, um, my personal calendar, and keeping up my personal calendar, and keeping up my work calendar, uh, it can get really overwhelming, and you kind of get lost in it, and you kind of get overwhelmed. Take a minute to just breathe, and so I have to remind myself constantly, okay, when I get to a place where I cannot think straight, I need to pause and reflect. Whether that means that I take time, walk away from whatever I'm doing, and spend time with the Lord. Um, break down some things in my life and say, God, I need you. Uh, maybe even making a list of things, writing out your thoughts, a thought journal. Uh, maybe that means that you kind of write out the things you that are the most important for you to get done today. Um, that has always helped me to kind of stay focused um, and kind of... Uh, kind of combat that natural lean of doing all the things and doing them to a hundred and ten percent level yeah and i mean that that's another aspect of like the the hustle culture you know like the you know everything has to be you can't do anything subpar you can't fail mm -hmm. you know if if it's not perfect then it's no good you know, which is also a false thinking because we all have, we we also have to realize that, you know, we're we're gonna fail sometimes. Mm -hmm. We're we're not gonna get everything perfect in mm -hmm. the job we do, the project we're working on. There, there's going to be failures, so we always have to leave margin for failures. Mm -hmm. But hustle hustle culture, and, and this consumerism mindset doesn't leave any margin for failure mm -hmm. because. Because we have this idea that failure is a person, right? Hmm. But, you know, failure is a learning opportunity. Failure is sim simply an event that you can learn from. Hmm. Um, and so we got to remember that. Um, I mean, and just some other just really good practical things. Um, and, and that a lot of self-care is really just practical things. Hmm. Um, just making sure we're taking care of our health. That is, that's self-care. We're, we're eating good, healthy, and right. We're getting you know, good sleep, or getting exercise. Those are all things that are practical self-care things. And again, it, it goes against this cultural idea of consumerism, um, go out and buy things to make yourself feel better. And 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 I'm not saying it, it's, it is a bad thing to 
treat yourself every once in a while. But let's not confuse consumerism and splurging every once in a while with self-care because they're, they're not one and the same. Even just like when I think of just food and, and drink and community, like, like something that is so refreshing for my soul personally it is going and sitting just at a coffee shop with somebody, with a friend, connecting, building, building a relationship with somebody over a good cup of coffee. Hmm. That is so refreshing for my soul. Besides the fact that you, everybody that's listening knows we love coffee, hmm. uh, but just, just that community element, just sitting with another person, hearing their story, um, sharing my story, like it's just so refreshing um, to me, and, and just just speaking of like you know food and drink and, and things that the Lord has given us to enjoy um, for this journey of self care, um, the book of Ecclesiastes comes to mind because in in Ecclesiastes you know it talks about most of the stuff in our life is futile, you know most of the stuff in our life are out of our control. Majority of the things in our life are out of control. But Ecclesiastes points to there, there are things that he has given us to enjoy that are, it, it's good to enjoy these things because these things are in our control, right? And so I'll just encourage you guys with this. In Ecclesiastes um, 8, starting in verse 14, it says, There's a futility that is done on the earth. There are righteous people who get what the actions of the wicked deserve. And there are wicked people who get what the actions of the righteous deserve. I say that this too is futile. So I commend enjoyment because there is nothing better for a man under the sun than to eat, drink, and enjoy himself. For this will accompany him in his labor during the days of his life that God gives him under the sun. And what that says to me is there is so much chaos in life, but it's good for a man to enjoy himself, to have a good food, good drink. Um, and later on in chapter 9, it talks about enjoying, you know, the wife that you love. And, you know, we can tie that into the community element, sitting with somebody, building that relationship, you know, so there, there, there's also a, a communal aspect to self-care. You know, um, I, I, I will say this, Kyle. I will say this. Because we, we, we've actually talked about this before. You know, every once in a while we'll be like, man, let's just splurge tonight. Let's like just spend some money tonight on a good restaurant. Let's just go sit down, you know, enjoy good conversation and just splurge on a good meal, you know, just every once in a while we'll do that. Like that, you know, that that's enjoying food, enjoying good conversation. Like that's just rest for my soul, you know, because I do think it's good every once in a while to do that, you know. You know, go out and splurge on a, you know, a nice restaurant, you know, have a good meal, have a good drink. Like Ecclesiastes tells us, it is good to enjoy those things. And I think we can tie that into easily tie that into self-care, you know. What what are some things for you, Kyle, that kind of looks like self-care whenever you get in those times or seasons of, 
anxiousness or you just need to slow down and rest? Like what what kind of things does what does that look like for you personally? Mm, well, I first of all I'd say I'd say I a practical way are things that I'm diligently working on because I know that they're good. Um, it produces a healthy life and uh, for me to be able to help others and and be able to function properly um, and want to sleep. I think that it is really important uh, to have proper sleep. Obviously, everyone knows that uh, eight hours is the recommended hours of sleep, but how many times do we actually practice that all the way through? Probably very little uh, actually practice that kind of uh, kind of practice or that model, if you will. Um, how am I going to get eight hours of sleep tonight um, when I have all these schedules that maybe I have children, maybe I have a job where they're, I'm working at night, or maybe I have a job where I'm not even leaving the office until 6.30 and then I have to go through traffic, and then I'm not home until 7, and then I have the kids' uh, bed schedules, and they have practice schedules, uh, whether that is uh, sports or uh, orchestra or band or whatever that may be. And then I finally get to the dinner table at 8 o'clock, eat, which is a late dinner. And then I finally get the kids off to bed. And then I sit down and I actually have time uh, to, to, you know, disconnect and things of that nature. So how do we do that? Well, I think one way that, uh, that we need to be very mindful of when it comes to sleep is our screen time. How many times do we, and I can include myself in this, do we go to bed, sit down on the bed, lay down, and start scrolling through Instagram, or start scrolling through Facebook feeds, or uh, one thing I love doing is I, I start on the video, <laughs> and then I keep scrolling to all the relevant uh, videos, and then I just keep watching, and keep watching, and keep watching, and I don't know the listeners out there if anyone remembers Vine. When I was in college, Vine was a big thing, and I remember watching Vine until 2 a.m. in the morning, and I had like an 8 a.m. class. I'm pretty sure people who know Vine can relate on some type of level. Uh, I'm just going to watch one more, and then I'll be done. Nine times out of ten, you're going to watch ten or twenty more. Before you know it, you've already wasted two, three, four, or five hours, and you have less than four hours of sleep left before you have to wake up and get ready um, for work the next day or whatever you have planned. Um, so I think screen time is a big thing, monitoring that screen time. Uh, Maybe setting the phone off to the side, uh, whether you use your phone for an alarm. I know I use my phone for an alarm. Uh, during work weeks, I plug my phone in across the room uh, and, and I don't touch it. So uh, maybe an hour before bed, try distancing yourself from the phone. Um, if you have an alarm clock, maybe putting your phone outside in the hallway outside your door and plugging it in, plugging it in to kind of alleviate or kind of keep yourself from that temptation because it's so easy. Ah, let me just check the status real quick and then I'll be done. Usually it leads to 20 more statuses or videos or whatever it is. So I think that's a good way to kind of mitigate that and uh, kind of make sure that we have good sleep patterns. Um, also, things that we don't really look at or we don't understand is uh, sometimes we could have, uh, maybe you have trouble sleeping, maybe you have, uh, or you wake up in the middle of the night. Uh, those things could be attributed to sleep apnea. Uh, 
Um, sleep apnea is basically where you stop breathing in the middle of the night. Um, there are many people in America that struggle with sleep apnea. Uh, so I think it's really important to make sure that you go to the doctor, you're getting your proper workups, you're uh, maybe even asking your doctor for a sleep study uh, may be a good thing uh, for you. I've, I know I've had plenty of sleep studies in my life and um, they all they came, all of them came back negative, thank God, but uh, some people struggle with sleep apnea. So um, that's a good thing to make sure that we know. Um, going back to the whole screen time thing, we also know that blue light uh, kind of a new thing, you have blue light glasses on Amazon, uh, that it attributes to that uh, irregular sleep patterns, um, and it attributes to that not feeling tired because of the nature of the lights and, that, and the screen that you're using, um, and how it affects the brain and the visual cortex and things like that. Um, so just be mindful of that. I think another thing to uh, be aware of is uh, also how, how are you eating? Like what are you putting in your body? Um, for those who struggle with depression and anxiety and things of that nature, which I've struggled with that uh, for uh, many different years in my life, off and on, or different um, ebb and flows, um, and the biggest thing is caffeine. A lot of us drink caffeine. We talk about coffee on this podcast a lot. Uh, doesn't mean you have to totally cut out those things. Like, I'm not going to drink coffee. Uh, some people go to the extreme and say, I'm gonna only going to drink decaf. Um, and some people just say they need their caffeine. But caffeine does attribute to those kind of uh, emotional regularities in that sense. Um, what Are you putting nutritious food in your body? Are you getting enough vitamins and minerals in your diet um, to kind of eat, take care of those moods? That those are just natural things that, I mean... B, B vitamins, those emotional vitamins that we need, B12, you know, energy, B6, those kind of things, are we making sure that that is in our diet? Or are we eating fried foods all the time, which fats and all those different things attribute to all kind of things, but they do uh, contribute to uh, tiredness and lethargy and things of that nature. So what are we putting in our body? Um, I think of another thing really... Uh, what uh, we already talked about technology, um, screen time, uh, what are we viewing on a constant basis? Are we constantly consuming uh, things that would have negative, uh, negative repercussions on our thought life or um, our emotional health or spiritual health? Um, are we constantly reading negative comments about the political status of our country, about the economy? Are we constantly worrying about uh, what other people post and what, uh, maybe you make a post and it's kind of controversial and you dwell on all these negative comments that are coming through. Uh, what about pornography? Are you viewing pornography? We talked about um, in our, what was it, two podcasts ago, uh, right. we talked about the effect of pornography on the brain. Uh, that is that is another area that we have to uh, make sure we manage. What are we putting in, whether it's in our mouths, uh, whether, whether it's visually, um, and being able to kind of navigate that. Um, also, relational and emotional and spiritual health. Uh, and on the, an emotional topic, uh, what areas of your life are you hung up on? Are you, do you experience intense fear, worry? Uh, do you have shame? Uh, do you feel shameful? Um, do you have guilt? 
Um, now, to point out guilt, I mean, in a Christian life, there's a little bit of guilt that that's just an indicator that, hey, something's going on. What is making me feel this way? Now, there are things such as misplaced guilt, feeling guilty for things that aren't necessarily a part of you or what you've done. Um, also, relationally, how are your relationships going? How, how are you uh, getting along with others? Um, do you, are you forgiving? Do you, do you harbor unforgiveness for another person, which ultimately breeds bitterness? Are you holding on to those things? Very uh, destructive for anyone to hold back something and not have conversations. Have a conversation. Also, gossip. I think gossip is another thing. Um, and the way that was put, for, put to me for gossip, gossip is basically confessing someone else's sin to another person who doesn't even have any bearing on whatever that person is doing. If there is something going on in that person's life, you are called to go to that person, whomever is doing something, and say, hey, how are you doing? How can I help you? You seem a little off lately. Um, you're act, you know, there's some things you're doing that are kind of out of the ordinary. I've never seen this. You do this before. So how are we doing that? Um, also, are we bearing each other's burdens? Are we, are we actively, as Jonathan said, are we having community, open community, being vulnerable, um, sharing our thoughts and struggles and emotions? Uh, also, spiritual. I think another area would be spiritual um, areas of our life. Are we making time to grow in Christ? Are we making time? Are we setting it aside? Now, we can go on and on about what is the best way to have a moment with God. You could read books and books and books and devotions and devotions and devotions about this. I've, I've definitely found out in my, my walk that there's no cookie-cutter way mm -hmm. to have a moment with God or have that, rela that intimate relationship really self-caring for my soul in, mm -hmm. in this particular you know, area. Um, there, there's not a cookie cutter way. There's just not. You know? I mean, life is not a cookie cutter way either. I mean, people experience different things. They grow up different ways. They're from different cultures. Uh, they have different stressors. They have different things in their life. It's not a one size fits all. What these are just kind of practical things to look at in your life uh, that would kind of say, hey, where are these areas I need to be aware of? Um, so I think that the the three I think that would be crucial is spirit all the all of them we need to look at but i think the three crucial ones to really uh focus on in our life is the emotional spiritual and relational um and the relational and spiritual what are those two crucial relationships um that matthew talks about in the bible love god and love others if our relationship with god is not right our relationship with others isn't going to be right. Um, emotionally, are you, when you have those times with God, are you being vulnerable with Him? Are you being having candid conversations with Him, bearing uh, your heart, your soul, your struggles, your cares, your worries, casting it upon Him and asking Him to help you? I think that right there is like the meat and potatoes of a Christian life. Are we doing those things? And I think I'll leave this with you guys with this. The last one is we don't practice good movement. When I say movement, I mean exercise. 
Are you getting up? Are you active? I'm not asking you to run a 50-mile, you know, triathlon. Um, what are you doing? Are you Go out and have a walk. Take your dog out for a walk. 30 minutes to an hour to come back. What are you doing to be active? Are you going to the gym? A gym? The gym might be a good option. 30 minutes of cardio and then go home. So what are you doing to do that? I mean, to act, be active. Um, and so that, you know, scientifically statistics show that good and proper exercise produce in us those natural uh, things in our brain that help us to have that, uh, you know, joyful, pleasurable feeling where we're, our moods are stabilized. So making sure that that is something that we integrate into our schedules. I know it's hard. It's even starting out doing that is hard. When you haven't done it in a long time, it is something that I, I still struggle with. But just making sure that we also don't forget that one key element is movement. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that is great points. Like, if if I could take great information, like, that was, that was fantastic. Um, but if, you know, if I could just, like, Say, hey, what is the four points out of what, you know, the great stuff Kyle just gave us? Like, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, self-care. Um, and, again, like I said, disconnecting from this cultural idea of self-care's consumerism and hustle culture. And going for the gold all the time. And also remembering, like I, you know, like I mentioned, we there there is an element of monetary that comes with self care, but it's not the foundation. Um, it's not the foundation. Money is not the foundation of self care. So awesome. Well, thanks for all those thoughts, Kyle. That was some great practical things that we can really look at and focus on. Um, hope this was encouraging you guys. Um, this this podcast really exists to um, equip and encourage you guys for um, your mental health journey um, and and just your your journey in life. And so we hope this is this stuff is encouraging. You enjoy it. You get equipped by it. Um, if you like this podcast, please leave us a review. Um, let us know what you think, share it with your friends, and we will see you guys on the next episode.